Hey guys, guess what I just ran across? What? 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 Well, I didn't run across it. My wife brought it home from her grandmother's house. It's a Trailer Life magazine from 1979, December 1979. Ooh. Wow. It, it they is. They had trailers in 1979. Yeah, they did. Can you believe that? Uh, it, I'm trying to hold it up to the camera for anyone who might be watching on on YouTube, but it won't focus because we have faces, <laughs> facial detection on. So never mind. That that facial detection was not available in 1979. Nah. By the way, how did y'all recognize each other without facial detection? I don't know. How did you sort your digital photos? Oh, All right. Man. So so I so she brought this home and I looked through it and I was like, this is like is, is it's a time capsule in a way. It's kind it of nostalgia, uh, and in some ways. It, it, after reading through some of the articles, it shows that we're still trying to solve some of the same problems. Yeah, Sometimes I, with the same it, uh, yes. solutions. I love the way some of it just sounded so avant-garde at the time. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of it, you're like, really? They worried about that? Yeah. That was a thing? So I'm excited that today we're going to kind of compare what we see in Trailer Life mm-hmm. as 1979 and Maybe does it make you go, what? Or, same as today, because we found both. Right, right. Well, let's get the scene kicked off with our intro, in which case, Lindsay, last time you did a fantastic job. That's a lie, but do you want me to do it again? Um, It is a lie, and I think you deserve a second (laughs) chance. Go for it. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I think old magazines smell so good. Oh, that's so true. They smell like Grandma's Attic, don't they? Isn't that what you find in Grandma's Attic, old newspapers? I was never in Grandma's Attic. Ooh. uh, Grandma didn't have an attic. Hmm. And in there, Your grandma didn't, the, that's for sure. Our neck of the woods, grandma also didn't have a basement. Nope. So, well, okay. She back. just sent me out to the to the field. <laughs> it's the oh, it's over yonder. <laughs> I don't you, know what that means, but it's and if not you here. Didn't know what yonder meant. You had to go to over thar. 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 That sounds far. Exactly why. It's precisely. I mean, you you already speak the language. I do. It's like I'm from Texas or something. All right. Well, very good. Very good. Before we jump into much deeper this, don't forget the show notes will be at rvsmalltalk.com, social media, or anywhere else, even YouTube. You can find us if you just look up RV Small Talk Podcast. We also have uh, Tiny Trailer Rally coming up. Look that up at Texas, tinytrailerrally.com. We'll give you more details at the end. Let's set the scene as we jump into the year 1975. Ah. You know who was considered one of the sexiest men in 1979? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. No, but that is a very good guess. Hey. Uh, Hollywood hunks. Don Donnie Osmond. Don no, Lemon. no, just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We crack ourselves up. Greg Almond. Oh, of the Almond uh, Brothers. I know. Isn't that? That's what I said too. Of the Almond Brothers. Yeah. Really? yeah. Yes. You have, really? to, you have to finish the sentence. Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers. You can't just. Well, is there another Greg Allman that you know of? Yeah, but it's like part of is, it. Isn't Greg Allman who Cher married? What? I thought See, she was married to Sonny. 
Well, well she was also she? incredibly unsexy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, she married Greg Allman for a, a short period of time. Really? Yeah, it was. And he was he was sexiest man of the year. He was like listed in the man? Hollywood hunks and sex symbols. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, right along with Burt Reynolds. You see, that's the name. Burt I, Reynolds, I can buy. I was guessing Burt Reynolds, but I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> I was but guessing it in my head. I wanted. I was going to say Smokey and the Bandit, and I was like, that guy. Yes. <laughs> and the hottest women were Brooke Shields, okay. Bo Derek. Okay. Bo Derek. Who's Bo like Derek? Farrah Fawcett. Splash, the old Splash movie. Oh my gosh, I love Splash. Her hair was amazing, though. She was, was the best Bo Derek? hair. Yeah, I think so. No. No. No, she oh. was the one on that movie that had the the swimsuit on and she was running down the beach. Baywatch? No. <laughs> like, we, we don't know enough about this. I am so sorry. But we all know who Farrah Fawcett is, right? Yes. So she was a 1979 icon. Okay. Lonnie Anderson, Donna Summer, Brooke Shields. The Blue Lagoon, right? Yeah. That was probably the 70s. Yeah, we get it. All Women right. are hot. So what else? Well, it was just a, it was a time. Yeah, it was a time. What movies do you think came out in 1979? Uh, yeah, I wonder who out there that's listening was even here in I was 1979. Say that I, the only the reason Muppets. I will know anything is because I sometimes. You weren't here. I wasn't here. Yeah, so I would have read it or or watched a video on old you know music and the they, first muppets yes. movie yes really in right. that's true really the muppet movie came out in 1979 oh my god i'm not even yes. kidding that was a total guess i heard along with alien i heard that my sister was born in 1979 it's probably true yeah do you know what the minimum wage was in 1979 247 no but you're close really yeah how close $2.90 an hour. Wow. wow. I worked for a company called Hallubar. And they, Hall yeah, it was Hall in Ibar. Hallubar. <laughs> it was uh, right next to this little company in a metal shack called Celestial Seasonings. <laughs> it was in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, they wouldn't hire me, but Hallubar did. Um, and I was hired as a seamstress. And I had to make 90 trail jackets. Now, if you don't know what a trail jacket is, it was very popular at the time with all these quiltings across and downfilled and it had 18 velcro pockets inside this and out like a i had to make nine a day to get paid two dollars and 90 cents an hour that this sounds a whole lot like what you would think of someone running through the mountains of colorado in yes like, it, it, yes it fits well as long as you sewed it right and they call them all yeah which <laughs> i don't know hey. but Your uh, jokes need so much <laughs> setup <laughs> oh Okay, but can't you just see somebody taking a jog with their Sony Walkman? Yeah, but Sony Walkman was a thing when I when I became a thing. Yeah, it's true. It, yeah, it well, was around. But it, was, it started in seventy nine. In nineteen seventy nine, it was introduced, and it was so cool because it was big, and you could like carry it with you when you went jogging. Okay, or put was it, it in your and it was a cassette or, or an eight track. Well, a, was it a phonograph? <laughs> you carry around a record player. It works better if you okay, spin in circles in this old. direction. Needle <laughs> keeps skipping. Okay, what moving else? on. What but else? it was just to think about that. I mean, more 1979 and stuff. So we so we really get into the to the 
the thought, the hey, this, scene. this little kid. Yeah, this little kid who was part of this brother band. You know, there's a whole bunch of family bands. He had his first big grown up record. Ow. Michael Jackson oh. put out his first grown up album called of. Off the Wall. But same year, Pink Floyd put out his record. Pink Floyd isn't he? The Wall. Okay. Both in 1979. All right. Yeah. It was a year of walls. It, it was a year of walls. Wait, when did the Berlin Wall come down? In 80 something. Ah, uh, yeah. That's right. It was still up at this point. Hey, you know what else was then? This cool new game and everybody would get together and play it. And it's called Trivial Pursuit. Does anyone still play trivial? I'm not pursuit? sure that I feel like that factoid is kind of trivial. Yeah, dad jokes. You still have that, blood on your hand. Well, now Lindsay, are, what does that have to do with trivial I, pursuit? I, I, is that trivia I, for the day? Yeah, if someone listening is like, oh, "What? Clint has blood on his hands? What? Yeah. This is suddenly <laughs> a, a, a true crime com- no. podcast." <laughs> There's no mystery here. I got cut. Our trophies came tumbling down from the and sliced wall. your hand. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, Another no. wall joke. Okay. Uh, okay. What else? Set the scene. I mean, just, I mean, just quickly, you highlighted so many things from 1979. Just, just kind of toss them at us so we can be in awe. I don't know. It was just a whole different time. Everything went really slowly. I mean, looking back... I, I'm looking through all the papers here of all the things that happened, and it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just surprising how slow it went. I don't know. That's it a lot was of pages. A, it was a big thing when Margaret Thatcher got yeah. elected. Yeah. You know why? Why? She was a woman. Because she had a vagina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Was she you, the first? And then there was this new thing. No, called, all women have them. Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy nine. Big year for women. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, it was also the year that they decided that they couldn't just name hurricanes after women. Oh. That that men needed to be included in that, too. So so. tempestuous storms weren't just identified with women? They were all women's names until 79. We should work on taking that back. Is that crazy? Yeah, yeah, we'll, just saying. Walk that back. We <laughs> yeah. And then this new cordless vacuum came out and everybody had to have Dustbuster? Yes. Dirt Devil? It, but no, Dustbuster. Dust like, it's kind of like okay. Kleenex, you know, it's just the name for that little okay. funky little motor yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that worked for about two months and then broke and you had to buy another one. You remember that? That's just called capitalism yeah. there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's been around way before 1979. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> they're just cracking themselves up here okay here is another interesting fact the highest rated basketball game ever watched on tv still still to this day to this day was in 1979 that seems weird because the growth of the sports world the sports entertainment world I know, but there's a lot more channels now. Okay. And we had two super icons. And it was a college game. Huh. Hard to imagine. The college game, and it was, let me see, I have to read it, the NCAA championship between Michigan State with Magic Johnson and Indiana State with Larry Bird. 
Huh. I mean, Those you don't have to know basketball. So to Michael know Jordan wasn't even names. in the game. No, he went to North Carolina, I think. Nope. Magic Johnson yeah. and Larry Bird. Wow. And the, the second one. He was so good, he wasn't even in the game. The, and he won. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> in 1998, there was NBA Finals. That was the second greatest, highest game. And that was a professional game. But it was not as many people watching as that college wow. championship. And that's kind of crazy. Well, here, here to college sports is more entertaining anyways. Hey, you know what? You could buy a Super Bowl commercial for $185,000. Okay, I looked which, this up Okay, earlier. that's a lot of money. Yeah. But. I looked this up earlier for you because you asked me. And a, and a Super Bowl, a 30-second Super Bowl commercial now is $6,500,000. That's it? Yeah. $6 million for 30 seconds? Maybe two. Do you know how many $185,000 it takes to make $6 million? I mean, now I didn't do, I didn't work that specific number out. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but I, I actually don't. <laughs> a, a dollar in 1979 would equate to, what did I work it out to? $4.90-something yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's still... Still crazy. That's and nuts. Yeah. Speaking of sports, this brand new thing started called ESPN. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, yeah, really? Are there that many people watching sports? Turns I don't out, know. Yeah. Turns out now there's ESPN1, so ESPN2. So many ESPNs. Just a million sure. ESPNs. Espen. And Nickelodeon started the first yeah. McDonald's Happy Meal. Oh, man. In 1979. Did they start adorable. out with toys? I don't know. Anyways. Yep. Okay. I, yes, they did start out with toys. Okay. And somebody got a brilliant idea of putting children's faces that were missing on a milk carton in 1979. Okay. This is an aside, but has that ever proven successful? Has that ever worked? Has a child yes. been found from a milk carton? Yes. Well, 100%. Eaton has a child Pats, ever seen their own face on a milk carton? The first oh. missing child to have their picture on a milk Just carton was 1979. <laughs> and the murderer was caught in 2012. Oh, you know, that aged well. <laughs> Did what? it? That's awful. <laughs> we are moving on to something lighter. Okay. Hey, All right. TV hey, shows. What do you think they were watching on TV? What sitcoms were there? Mork and Mindy. No, but that was probably in the seventies. Okay. I thought that was in the eighties. Hmm. Nanu, Nanu. No, but it was Mash. Kind oh, yeah. of along those lines. The okay. Jeffersons. Dukes of Hazard. Yep. You. Oh were, yeah. Okay. You were right on on that at the beginning. So one day at a time. That. Okay, sweet. I don't know. What's all one day at a time? I know. See, all I think about from, if it's before my time period, all I think is polyester and jello molds. For some reason, if it's before I arrived on the scene, those things come to mind. Well, that is very 70s. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah. Because everybody was listening to the Bee Gees on the top 10. They'd have three or four songs every week because that's how often we looked at the top yeah. 10. Yeah. And- they wore matching polyester leisure suits. That okay. was their thing. So I I watch stupid things on YouTube. And one of them is yes. not, it's not the stupidest thing I watch, but there's a channel on YouTube called The Professor of Rock. And recently he did an episode on the Bee Gees. And, uh, and I learned so much about the Bee Gees. They, they were powerhouses. Insane. And they ended up with a top 10 hit. In three consecutive decades. That's nuts. That is they nuts. were so popular. That's kind of crazy. They had like four 
top 10 hits in like I mean 1979 alone that's, a, that's that putting I saw up with a list. lot of falsetto how did y'all survive I know well it, it made Donna Summer look good yes <laughs> yes I was thinking that. <laughs> oh uh, gosh okay. alright so there it is there's the scene of 1979 who was president oh I Carter Clinton no. No, Carter. Definitely right. not. <laughs> Sorry. I, it was it started with a C. I just got mixed up. But you're right. It was President oh, Carter. Okay, so let's, how about we, we go ahead and dive into this Trailer Life magazine. Now, Trailer Life, you can't actually find them on these shelves anymore. It's turned into RV magazine, which you can find today. But uh, it doesn't smell nearly as good as no, this one. No, this thing, <laughs> let me tell you, this one smells. I don't know if it's sniffed good. them all, but you it smell definitely each page smells. This, you will take a magic carpet ride through yesteryear, <laughs> through grandma's attic. I'm telling you, and you can tell that it was in a house with non-filtered cigarettes. So, anyway, really? Oh yeah, it doesn't smell like it at all. So let, let me just kind of I'll hold it up. I'll try again to the camera. If you're watching on YouTube, here it is. And um, it is blurry. So you can't read it. Never mind. Don't try that. again. Sorry. The here, top, try it one more time. The, <laughs> Does that work? It, it doesn't. Oh, you know what? It's my fault. I locked the focus. Okay. Uh, it's all me. It's all that me. was fun. That's on me. I know. It's a great try. Okay. So on the front, it says the 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 top headlines if you will texas rv mecca a 16 page section man that's wow are we no still wonder they RV held on mecca? to that one yes yes we are okay we were number one in travel trailer sales probably last year. because of this magazine right here this, yeah this 1979 issue. jump started us okay so uh the next one is the annual roundup 1980 tow cars and trucks obviously this is from december 1979 but the 1980s were out so we're just were coming out looking yes at the, the tow vehicles maybe that'll be interesting airstream's new Caravel. Yes. Did you notice that they spelled it wrong? No, because I, I don't know how to spell Caravel. Yeah. Be, well, Caravel? I know it. Yeah. Caravely? I know Airstream Caravel is C-A-R-A-V-E-L. Yes. And this is C-A-R-A-V-E-L-L-E. So like it's a Chevelle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So okay. maybe it was like, right oops. and then they changed it. Maybe, no, maybe don't they're, think they're so. like, maybe... Maybe Chevy or, or whoever. No, Airstream got a hold of this magazine. Like, you know, I don't really like the way it looks in print. Uh, Let's maybe, change it. Let's drop an LE. Maybe the copy editor screwed up. Okay, that happens. And then the last headline is uh, First Look Nine Light Trailers, which is our neck of the woods, if you will. And then yeah. near the bottom, RV Holiday Gift Guide. Yes. So, so maybe we'll look at some of the things that stick out to us there. So, um, Let's see. Before we jump in, I had a, a just even before we go to the I'm going to flip pages. You can hear me flipping pages. It's Careful. I know. Remember, remember magazines. People flipped pages. Yeah, this is good radio this here. Is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so this stuck out to me just from a time period standpoint. While I was flipping through this, I ran across this area and it's the TL Newswire. It's the Trailer Life Newswire. And I just picked up on that. The, there's a paragraph in here that still rings very true to the way we think today or our problems and how we're starting to deal with them because they were coming through a gas crisis, mm -hmm. a fuel crisis then. And so they're talking about how it affected the industry. And then GM announced a successful development of, nink, of zinc nickel oxide battery, which will permit production of more efficient 
electric powered cars by 1985. Were there electric cars in 1985? Oh, there, there were electric cars in like 1900. Really? Yes, but obviously it was not a uh, it was not a tenable thing to sell to the masses. However, doesn't that ring true today? We're still searching for a better battery, and well, we're still absolutely. chasing uh, mass energy adoption efficient of, cars. Yes. Yeah. So more energy efficient cars and and more uh, energy dense batteries. We're still on the hunt. Same story. Right. Forty plus years later. Right. And, and then, the, there were a handful of electric cars that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the nerdiest. Nobody of bought owners. them. Yes, they they were. They were the weirdest people who bought these because they look like they look like a cross between a golf cart. They look like my father. And <laughs> was he nerdy? Mm. And and those little kitty cars, you know, that are kind of yellow and orange, that are kind of bubble-like. Yeah, little yeah. tykes cars? Yeah. Wait, wait, little are, tykes were they kind the of cars, cars that yes. had like the one door in the front and he opened up the front of the car? I, do, I don't remember. Steve Urkel had exactly. one. Exactly. Did they make that noise, but, you know? But they drove like a golf cart and mm. you couldn't go very far. You could go like... Yeah. That one. You like could go like 10 miles or yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like around the corner and back. Yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah. There, there was another part in here that kind of along the same thing um, right here. He says hydrogen as an alternative energy source is being promoted by such enthusiasts as Lawrence William, member of the whatever, whatever hydrogen. That's another thing. Toyota is is pursuing a hydrogen energy uh, engine right now. They linked up because they haven't put all their eggs in the electric only basket. So exact same Issue, same solution still being pursued. Hydrogen? Hydrogen. Like hydrogen? Yeah, like like it'll make an earth shattering kaboom. How do you how do you get hydrogen? Well, it's all around us. Well, I know that. But but you extrapolate it from water or So like how would you okay? I guess here, let me let me explain this better. How do you put hydrogen in your car? Uh liquid. Liquid hydrogen. Oh. I think. Yeah, you... you I don't know. This is why I'm asking. I yeah. don't know. If you, if you cool it down enough, it's liquid. But maybe there's just a different transfer protocol. Maybe everybody's quit listening by now. Okay. All right. So you had flagged <laughs> know, in here, PJ. Because I don't know. PJ, you had flagged in here a dual fuel Midas has it now. So Midas dual fuel system, which operates on regular gasoline and liquid program program liquid propane LP is the answer to energy shortages. It enables you to travel anywhere without fear of gas shortages or spending hours in long lines, which was the Thing that was yes, that existing. was what everyone had to do is get in the gas line. So I was talking about this at, with you, and this is in the era of carbureted vehicles. I don't think it's as easy to do a dual fuel gas and liquid propane with fuel injection. And this was a big old motorhome yeah. that ran on propane. Yeah. So I, I guess propane, was it cheaper back then than it is now? Is my question. Propane must have been a cheaper fuel. Yeah, maybe. Because why would you want something that ran on gas or, and propane? Or maybe because there wasn't a shortage of propane. Maybe oh, that's just it. Maybe, maybe it was cheaper at the shortages. time just because there wasn't a shortage. Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe. And here, further down, they're, they're chasing down uh, stories about diesel oil flowing from Brazilian trees were investigated last summer by Melvin Calvin, University of California chemist. So, so, and it goes on, but biodiesel. 
that's still a major topic. In fact, in Europe, there's a lot of biodiesel being used and in South America. I was struck in this magazine how many places they were talking about alternative fuels. Yeah. And it is throughout this. And, you know, they even talk about there is one article where they talk about, yeah, gas is a dollar a gallon, you know, and it had not ever been that. And they're yeah. they're all talking about inflation. Things are so high. You should go RVing and save some money. You should get away from the rat race right. and escape your television. This is stuff that we talk today. Same relax talking under the trees. Yeah, yeah. It was it's crazy to read. Now, when you say a dollar a gallon, I'm thinking when I started driving in the '90s, in the late uh-huh. '90s, my fuel was less than a dollar a gallon. So in 1979, that had to be big money. I, well, you know. you know, a Super Bowl commercial was what one hundred eighty-five thousand. Yeah. But there was probably like half the amount of people driving. Yeah, because the rest of them were waiting in line for gas, <laughs> <laughs> and also not born yet. What is that noise? I don't know, but it's magical. What articles do we want to? We don't have time to read this to everybody. They're going to have to find it for themselves. We can't some, like some tell everybody to lean it. back, put their feet up. We'll read it cover to cover. You know, that's what people did in yeah. 1979. They read it cover to cover. Absolutely. And then they saved it for future reference. Which is how it ended up well, in my hands. Did I, I, you know, people yeah. saved magazines, but my husband collected phone books. Why? I, I, I don't know. Because what if you have to start a fire in an emergency situation, Clint? Okay, fair enough. I'm getting phone books. <laughs> fair enough. I don't know. That, I don't know either. Because his wife is super short, so he might have to sit on. Oh, good. Okay, so so the, my four ideas here to, to pick out some some things to look at from this were uh, the holiday gift guide, the te- tour Texas on $5 a day. Tour um, Texas on $5? Yeah, the brand new Airstream Caravelle, spelled wrong. Um, and the, the tow guide, the tow roundup. So how about I jump in to just look at what they had as their gift guide. Page 20. So what would be great to put on a gift guide today? Jello mold. No, that, that, would be that tiny little camp stove where you light a fire to cook your food, but then the fire also charges your phone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. That's that is kinda very cool. 2023 camping. Some nice little power pack that we have now. All kinds of power packs yeah. that you can carry that yeah. you just plug into. Sure. Solar anything, wind powered anything, water yeah. filters, uh, on demand water heaters. Sure. Yeah. Max air fan. Yeah. Cover. <laughs> okay. All right. So here, just quickly, I mean, I like that the first suggestion is a little motorcycle. <gasps> Oh, really? Aww. Yeah, it's a little cute little motorcycle. It's a little Suzuki. Uh, it's a Playbike 125, and it only costs, brand new, $959. And you could hook it on the back of your RV. People yeah. did that all the time. Yeah. Because back then, it was either a big trailer or a motorhome. That was really kind of, and it was, it was mostly retirement folks yeah or semi-retired you know what's funny is that in the same vein honda just released a little 125 motorcycle this past year uh-huh. and it goes for msrp less than the three three thousand dollars 
Wow. Yeah. That's pretty close. Okay, so, what's the next all right, thing? So they have like Coleman lanterns on here. The, the old, uh, the type that took the little globes. Uh, uh-huh. What's it called? Um, the little mantles. Yeah, that's it. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had CB radios. Man, that's like <gasps> Smokey and the Bandit all over the place. CB a radios CB radio? A yeah. That was a thing. And then um, cat- catalytic um, heaters. Well, I mean, that's something sure. that's still sold today. Of course, a catalytic heater. Here, blow up boats. I'm just going to go through this quickly. Ooh, I like this one. Fluorescent lights. Yeah. That was an upgrade. <laughs> oh, it's such good quality light. <laughs> and, and imagine a fluorescent light going up and down the road with all the uh, vibrations and all that. Couldn't have lasted that long. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think. Maybe the roads were better back then. Okay. Ooh, we're going to have to hit on some, some of the way that some of these trailers look and, and the decorations. I, you know what? I like the ads better in 1979 than I do now. I Why feel is like, that? I don't know. I I think maybe it's just like the level of obnoxious is like turned down a lot in 1979. It hasn't quite been dialed up right, yet. Right, right, right. You're looking at this interior. It's all brown. It is not obnoxious. But the ad not, is not obnoxious. The, the, text, the ad is okay. like adorable. And it, okay. they make ads look like articles. Oh, yes. Two page spread on a Ford travel that is literally all brown on the inside. And the sofa and the seats yeah. have this nice little 1970s yeah. swirl pattern all over them. But look at that. There is win- there's windows around the entire thing. Yeah, that sofa looks makes me want to itch. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I completely no, agree. I, I, I love the shag carpet. I want that thing. That brown awesome. shag carpet. It just looks like it stinks. Motorhomes of distinction. Yeah, stink. And yeah, do you know what the right headline there. is? Stink. <laughs> Dreams come true in a four travel. But I will admit, you're right. That's a lot of windows going around that. Yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So, you know what, Lindsay? What if I pass this to you on page 79? And I don't you need tell it. me a thing. This, <laughs> so this article is called Tour Texas on $5 a day. And much like today, um, the articles in yesteryear are complete bull honky. What? There's nothing in this article about touring Texas on $5 a day. Really? No. Nothing. First of all, they're just... Okay. When gas is a dollar. <laughs> they don't mention anything about gas and food or yeah. anything. This is just places you can go around Texas where admission is free or $5 or less, which. Well, that's deceptive trade practice. We should sue I know. Trailer Life. Because if you're going to tour Texas on $5 a day, you kind of have to eat and you kind of have to get between one place and another but this i mean it talks it starts saying you need to go to lbj country which i know pj is one of your favorite places oh that's like like, yes 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 yes. johnson city fredericksburg right around the corner but like actual like the lbj like place what yeah, is it? It's area. like a whole his ranch. It's a, it's, yeah, his ranch, which is now a national, not a which park, he but didn't a even own when he died. Yeah, he did. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Mm. I just read the article. I must have read it wrong. <gasps> yeah, but they've already had one misprint right on the front. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't trust Caravel Trailer correctly. Life. Yeah. He didn't own it when he died. No. It's, well, then how is his desk and all that stuff there? Well, it said that he was he leasing it. 
No, he bought it, but then he had to sell it to pay for campaign fees. And when he died, he was um, still attempting to buy it back. So, I mean, I don't know if it was like donated wow. or I never knew. what, but I seem to remember so many photos and all that of him like doing presidential things while maybe, down there. Maybe it was talking mm-hmm. about another place. I don't know. And anyway. It, and maybe he was leasing it. Maybe maybe he didn't own it, but he still had access. Who knows? Who knows? They talk about O. Henry's house. They said, you should go see O. Henry's house in Austin, Texas, which I think is awesome because I heart O. Henry and I heart his little house in the middle of downtown next to all of the flashing signs and... Trash buildings, streets, and mm-hmm. there's just like this cute little house. Um, is O. Henry still there? No, O. Henry's super dead. Also, I had a guinea pig named O. Henry, and he's also dead. I'm he was sorry. named after the writer, not the candy bar. I, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Okay. You know, I, I've been here a long time. I've never been there. Really? Never been there. There's nothing there. I mean, like I even <laughs> mentioned it last. There's nothing there. You last can't summer, there. I was like, we need to go places we haven't been. I've never been to Henry's house. Well, I, and that's the thing about this article is most of these places like still exist, and I'm just wondering if they were just as boring back then as yeah, they are. Yeah, now. I've heard. I've heard there's not much there. Yeah, so but that's I mean, just it. But still, boring things were great entertainment back then. I, yeah, see, I'm like, I'm not knocking it. Like, I, I, I like we're at these so places too. overstimulated now. I know. That quality, yeah. quality things aren't quality anymore. But I'm just saying, I'm not sure if traveling out of your way to yeah. go to a 800 square foot house yeah. in the middle of downtown is really worth saving your admission fee going somewhere else. Dear well, listeners, <laughs> yeah. if this is your thing, please, I mean, if by you, all means. If you love if, O. Henry, please go. If gas has gone up to a dollar a gallon, you might want to reconsider. <laughs> they suggest um, from Austin, you visit, you know, the Capitol, the governor's mansion. All right there. O. Henry's house. Mm-hmm. And then they suggest you head on down to Houston which I meant to look up and I didn't they state is the largest city in Texas not is anymore it, I didn't think so mm-hmm. no still large <laughs> yes still quite big um, but they do have the world's largest interstate and it's like 12 or awful. 13 lanes <laughs> still crowded <laughs> yeah um, The they say go to Houston you have to check out the brand new not brand, brand new. new but the world's first air conditioned domed stadium the Astrodome and you can take a tour for two fifty a day so as long as you don't have more than two people in your family you can do it for less than five dollars a day <laughs> that's amazing and I am at least old enough to have memories of watching baseball games in the Astrodome yes. and that's that's actually a cool memory to have because nothing yeah. goes on there anymore the building's still standing but nothing's happening with it I, you know I remember reading a statistic and I am don't remember what it was. I just remember it was surprising that the Astrodome really was only used for games for like 25 years or yeah. something. Yeah, my I mean, it, it wasn't very long before it 
it moved on to something else. Well, but I remember yeah. it. I was in the very early games of I got to go and still have the program because it was such a spectacular yeah. thing. It was it was kind of as this says the first of its kind. But mm-hmm. once once it kind of broke the mold, I know. So then they went up yeah, everywhere, all over the place. They popped up and they were more spectacular. But can you imagine nineteen seventy nine and you are literally watching a sports game? Inside and when I Who was knew? going, I was taking a nap in the seat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, was, I was just a little kid, and baseball moved too slow. <laughs> Where do you go from there, Lindsay? Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Lindsay's here. Jeez. The, okay, so the next thing. Stop looking. I, I can't read it. It's too far away. I don't have my glasses on. I know. I'm a little upset She's about that too because <laughs> I put on my fake glasses so that we could all match tortoiseshell glasses, but then you took yours off, so. Anyway, PJ, could you do this for the where rest of the else episode? do you go in Houston? Where else? Where else in 1979 would you go for less than five dollars a day to visit someplace in Houston? You would go to NASA. Yeah, because you can. NASA tour. was a big thing. In 1979, you can tour NASA for free. <gasps> You're kidding. For free. It's free. Free admission. And you get to see samples of a moon rock. And mm. actual spacecraft hardware. I mean, you know, you can still see those things. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> like probably for a, a lot whole more. lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a friend that works there, and, and we can just go see it for free. They tell you to go to Galveston, drive down the coast because that's free. Um, then they tell you to go to San Antonio, which I'm not sure where they're getting their map. This is not. A I'm line. not sure. This is where this is how, a triangle. Uh, San Antonio, go check out the missions. Yes, that's a, um, that's still that is very cool. Still good. a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio. Two breweries welcome tourists with free beer and soft That's drinks. That's not quite the case anymore, but I, they're still there, I think. Which one's Lone Star? You can check out Pearl Brewery's Jersey Lily Hospitality Center. What? Features collections of rare beer steins and Spanish saddles. Two things that just scream Texas. Oh, that was a, that's a well-crafted sentence. Uh, in, the, d- in downtown San Antonio, a stroll along the Paseo del Rio. Oh, I think that means Paseo del Rio. Oh, see? I think that means river walk. Yes. (laughs) The river walk. The river street. Yeah. Um, And Pearl Brewery is still there, but it is now a very upscale uh, place full of all these unique shops. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of on the pricier end to go there and go to the poor. I don't remember what they call it, but it's. The Pearl Brewery and all the little things they built around is a very hot spot. Did right that now. become El Mercado? No. 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 Okay. It's not that. No, okay. it looks like the Chip and Joanna Gaines place. Okay. It looks mm-hmm. like Magnolia. It's okay. like a little city, like with buildings and yeah. gift shops and then like a big thing of AstroTurf where kids run around. But I don't yeah. like to pay money to feel out of place. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, back then. It literally was a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a brewery on the side of the highway. In San Antonio, you can visit one of the top 10 zoos in the U.S. Admission was one fifty for adults and 50 cents for children. Yeah. Wow. And Which- I must admit, I grew up going to the San Antonio Zoo a number of times, and I have good memories there. It is a good zoo. Now, I did hear whenever we brought this up, together in the room uh-huh. you know are you sure it's one of the best ones i still think it's one of a really fantastic zoo but texas summer is not really the time to go 
because it's, no, it's the too animal hot for the animals sleeping. and for you. Yeah, the animals don't come out. They don't move. They're yeah, yeah. So I, pick your time, and I think it's still a fantastic zoo if yeah. you do it right. Then they tell you to go to Dallas, check out some rodeos. Mm-hmm. Like okay, and then um, go to uh, east of Dallas Fort Worth, and go to Tyler, and go to the. Tyler Rose Garden, where there is more than 38,000 rose bushes in 1979. You go today. How many? 30,000. They lost 8,000 rose bushes. Oh, no. What happened? So, I mean, and tornado. And the very last (laughs) thing I think was really interesting in this article it says some of the state parks are free. Well, at 49, there's an interest fee of $2 per car per day. For regular visitors, there's a $15 pass, which covers admission to state parks for one year. Yeah. So a one year state parks pass was $15. What is it now? 30 something? I think it's 30 something. That's it? Is it 80? No. Yeah. It's, it's like 80 or $90. Uh, yeah. I don't which remember. still, yeah. I feel like is a... That's great. That's deal. still reasonable. <laughs> if you simply yeah. go a few times, absolutely. But if you if you're comparing to like going to the zoo, if you can go to the zoo for five dollars and take your whole family, a family of four for five dollars, going to the zoo now probably is going to cost you a hundred dollars just to get in. Ah. I mean, it's ridiculous for events like that. And do they have what do they? What do I they mean, call those I don't like know exactly, group buy things where, where you, you get in on a deal if everyone buys it? What do they call that? Yeah. A, I don't know. a timeshare? Like a group on yeah. a timeshare? <laughs> no. But, but no, I mean, you know. It's, timeshare the zoo. <laughs> it feels like as I realize that everything has gotten more expensive and we make more money and all of that. But even with inflation, it just feels like a big chunk out of your monthly budget to have a weekend outing. And then you have to eat something and it's going to cost you a fortune. It just feels like a much bigger chunk to spend the day at the zoo than it did back then. All right. Whose article is next? I think I think PJ, how about you bring us up to speed on this brand new Airstream Caravel? Ah, what page is it on? It is on page 30. You know, I, everybody knows about Airstream. They know what they've built, what they've done over the years. They started in the 50s. I mean, um, at this point, the Caravel is kind of iconic in its own right. And yeah. this is this is the magazine saying it's brand new. So what I found that was so interesting was their perspective. So I marked a few wow, things. Wow, that's a lot of marks. Yeah. I know. Well because done, PJ. <laughs> Somebody prepared. So a lot of people thought that the Airstream trailers were too expensive yes. with too much luxury and not enough too much livability. Luxury. Too much luxury. Too much luxury. Oh, I take it. <laughs> Which, you know, it's good for full-time RVers with a lot of money, but not appropriate for weekend camping families. So so they were trying to, to reach down into the, uh, what, what do they call the lower class? Low lives? Yeah. The, 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 the normal <laughs> the normies. <laughs> the normies. Okay, so the de- disagreements over the worth of Airstream trailers seem destined to go on endlessly. And they still do. Yeah, they, I was about this to say. Is, this is, yeah, very pressing. They, they, that's, that's right. 
So Bob <laughs> Devine decided to be president, or he got to be president, and he decided he was going to change things up. So for the first time, there are Airstreams that can be regarded as family trailers. Airstreams for the masses. And for the first time, Airstream is building a series of small, compact trailers with shiny aluminum exteriors. And it's lowered the base price and made many of its features optional, so you don't have to pay for all the luxury if you don't want to. Okay. So, so you could probably spec it out up to the luxury and yes, you could okay. you could dumb it down. And I mean, isn't that what a lot of manufacturers are doing literally right now? Yeah, I think so. We are seeing trailers that are saying, "Oh, this is our special edition, and it doesn't have all of these extra things in them, right. so it's a little cheaper because people are looking for economy." Right, and they do that in the automotive industry too. I mean, I yeah. can I can spec out a Ford XLT all the way up to where it has all the equipment of a. King Ranch edition. Sure, sure. So this says the new models are part of Airstream's dramatic repositioning in the marketplace, um, which is the result of a conviction that the company should deal directly with today's energy problems. Okay. At the same time, broaden its appeal to include trailering families. Same thing today. Trailer yes. and RV manufacturers, they do actually pay attention to the pains of to a degree, to yeah. the pains of the masses. Well, isn't that what we're doing now is everybody yeah. says, well, we need to downsize and everybody needs or wants smaller cars. More efficient cars, mm-hmm. less so, smaller footprint in every yeah. way. Yeah. He emphasizes Detroit has downsized his cars now and we think the energy shortages and high gasoline prices will be with us forever. So we felt it was time for us to emphasize Airstream's advantages, lightweight, aerodynamic speed shape, better gas mileage to a broader group of people. Normies. Not not a bad... Especially families with three or four children. And so under his watch, because he was kind of new with the company at the time, mm-hmm. I think. Under his watch, this launch, and like I said, this in and of itself is an iconic line even to this day. So good play. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, so, okay, let's see. Oh, she found her glasses. Uh, yes. We're all tortoiseshell glassesing. A 24-foot Caravel has a retail price range between 12.6 and 14.6. Sleeping capacities vary from two to seven persons, depending on the floor plan, with special bunk options. 24-footers can have um, unique bolster bunks with canvas... Special canvas bunk options. And if you could find like a, a a barn find, one of these, it's been in a barn somewhere. Somebody for paid twelve thousand dollars for. Yeah, what a wow! Oh, and I love this. I love this. Options include the entertainment center with an AM FM eight track sound system, yes. a ten thousand BTU roof air conditioner Ooh, with a enough. heat strip, window Ooh. shades were optional, magazine rack was optional, entrance light was optional, mm. and a systems monitor was optional. Oh. So without a systems monitor, you just waited until something oh, I mean, flowed. That's, that's when you knew it was full. Honestly, that sounds like Lance like three years ago. Mm. They had an optional magazine rack. Mm-hmm. They had yes. an optional Because they were sensors. way back when you make everything optional. And the idea was that then everybody could kind of build their own. But the reality is people 
want that stuff. Right, right. But they were trying to build a more affordable middle of the road camper. And it was 20 to 24 right. feet and built for families. Right. And now the Caravelle is still family oriented, but nothing sleeps over four. Mm-hmm. They are all just variations of midsize, um, midsize trailers that are, I think, 16 to 22 feet yeah. now. And they all have a dinette that makes a bed and yeah. a bed. Still a stonking good deal yes. in trailer. None I mean, of this bunk stuff. I know they're expensive, but I mean, it's just hands down still a quality trailer. Yes. And then the article right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring that up. The lightweights have arrived. That's I our- have never heard of an escort, but that thing looks like an uh, like a Intech. It does. With the big it, front window. It is slanted. so super cool. Yes. And the ultra lightweight on the escort is 1300 and oh, nope, 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 nope. 16 foot trailer and it's the heaviest of the lightweights and it's 1800 pounds wow and it looks like it's fiberglass from the photo but look what they're towing it with so yes the lightweights were 1800 pounds or less some of them were 1200 pounds to 1800 pounds and you know some of them are aluminum framed some of them are wood framed which mm-hmm. is stapled on aluminum mm-hmm. but the cabinets didn't have drawers there was just a few cabinets a few lightweight right. appliances and you know a piece of plywood with a mattress on it i mean that was it yeah can you imagine how uninsulated these were i mean it'd be a toaster in the texas sun i think it's funny that these are all different campers they all look exactly the same (laughs) they do they're they're all different brands and they all look the same they all have a double stripe in the same spot and the outside looks exactly exactly the same yes so uh, you know that one photo brings up people towed differently with different things back then they were fine with putting a hitch on anything it seemed like and i remember when we watched the long long uh, trailer, trailer uh-huh. with with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz that I thought that is so crazy insane that they would tow that trailer with a car and yet that was pretty typical up into the 80s and 90s it looks so inappropriate but why why was it so normal for what we would consider now inappropriate vehicles to tow I mean, it, were cars built differently? Cars towed back then. Cars but, had a towing capacity. But but what, but, what, what well, yeah, made it different? Why? What what changed? Okay, well, I, I mean, I think the the ratio of trailer to towing vehicle changed because this in this lightweight trailer mm-hmm. article it says the stripped version of the sixteen footer has as standard equipment a three burner range, an ice box. Manual water system. That's a pump. Nice. That is a hand pump. Um, a single stainless steel sink. A uh, 20-pound LP tank. And that was it. I mean, yeah, in the 60s, we had a camper van and it was a hand pump and seats that laid down for sleeping. That was pretty much what it was. And so, so super easy to work on if you needed to. 
These are different. And then it said the deluxe version had a 12,000 BTU furnace, a four cubic foot two-way refrigerator, a six-gallon water heater, a marine toilet, two holding tanks, a demand water system, 30-gallon water tank, shower head, city water hookup, a converter, a front window shield and an awning, and a double 20-pound LP tank. Hmm. And they retailed for $1,500 more. So that's how they did it back then. That's how they made a lightweight trailer. There was nothing in it. Sure. It was a box with a hand pump. That was it. Didn't even have a water tank. And I bet, bet you can still find them out there. So the, <laughs> on, on a deer ranch. Unfortunately, now we don't even consider that a trailer. You know? No, no. You might as well get a utility trailer and... Yeah. Put a jug in there. So, yeah, there you go. It was That's how they did it back then. But the thing that struck me the most when looking at this is the vehicles that are towing all these trailers. Mm-hmm. They are almost all cars. Almost all cars. Blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, we see a car pull up now. We're like, uh. No, you can't. Yeah. What? 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 What are you thinking? So, you're going to. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's uh, an industry standard change. If it's if it's any anything to do with law changes. Well, just or maybe maybe there's so many lawsuits in the courts that that made. You know, I don't know. I think maybe the the mountains weren't as high, so people could yeah, tow with a car. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Back forty years back ago, in the, the day. mountains were what? much shorter. I don't think physics was mature back then. <laughs> so, so trailer <laughs> sway was not a thing. You could get away with more. <laughs> it's, it's, you guys are so funny. Yeah, there was more gravity, so the trailer didn't sway. Less wind, except for when it's windy. But. They also had something in here about the 1980 tow vehicle. Here it is. Roundup. Look at that and Chevy Suburban. It is so cute. There's not very many trucks in here. No, no. I I'm, mean, I'm looking saying. this one page does have a Chevy Suburban, but the other vehicles on this page of this these four, there's uh, uh what are that they call that? Uh station wagon. Another station wagon and a coupe. A, a Ford, Ford XR7. I kind of want to find one of those. Okay, so this says, uh, just, I don't know, I'm not on the same page. I tried to start at the beginning, but I've lost my place on these because here's the thing, right? They have this entire article talking about tow vehicles. Yeah. What's the first thing you would have in that if you were doing that article today? Oh, definitely the, the capacities, the weights. Yeah, the towing capacity, yeah. right? Uh-huh. They don't talk much about towing capacities. Oh, they're, they talk about how big the engine is. How big the engine and maybe the transmission, possibly. It's just it, it's so crazy. So it was really hard for me to okay, compare so this, these. Reading this, uh, in, uh, this is under the and uh, maybe the Colony Park. They're talking about towing with a cougar in here and a Lincoln Continental. So, anyways, yes, it says towing would be performed with the usual first, second, and third gears. More detailed information on the transmission, blah, blah, blah. So so you just put it, if you had three on the tree or whatever, you put it in first or second, and you just let that engine just go way up in the RPMs, way up. and you just go. Yeah, because <laughs> the chart that they do have in here is engine sizes in metrics. So they've got the cubic inches and the liters. Mm-hmm. And so you know which engine to buy, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. They're talking about Chevy and GMC trucks. And they say they don't even give fuel efficiency. 
in here on these vehicles at all. I mean, yeah. it was not a thing. You didn't talk You're about it. You're waiting in gas lines, but we don't have the term fuel efficient yet. It, it just, there's <laughs> a, miles per gallon is not a thing. So they say that the Blazer C models were rated for 5,500. Now, the four-wheel drive was downrated to 4,000 this year, and the Suburban C10 is downrated to 6,000. But the Whoa. C20, okay. whatever that is, We'll tow 9,500 pounds. Okay, so I think the C10 is a half-ton chassis, and the 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 C20 was the one-ton chassis. And then the K10 is 5,000 pounds towing capacity. Can you imagine trying to figure out what oh, you gosh. could tow? Yeah. Did they even try to do that back then? Look at this. They're talking about towing with the Plymouth Grand Fury, and that had a 5.9-liter V8. Oh, that's a big motor. Granted, it's yeah. a heavy car. And it can tow 6,000 pounds. Yeah. And it's a little, a big sedan. Yeah. It's one of those land kind of yacht sort of things. You kind yeah. of go, whenever you go over bumps, it does. Oh, look at the really cool old Jeep Wrangler. No, I'm sorry. Jeep Wagoneer Limited. That's I cool mean, looking. All these cars look cool. How about a Thunderbird town car? The town Landau? Yeah. I mean, they've got that in here as a good tow vehicle. A l- what did they call this? <sighs> Lightweight tow vehicles? Yeah, this is but a bunch of tow vehicles, but they are almost all cars. Pontiac Bonneville. Yeah. Yeah, and there is a Ford F350 with dual wheels. They spell yeah. it out. And it has a payload that ranges up to 5,400 pounds. That's just not that what you would expect at all. But that's a payload, not a towing. Okay, okay. They don't yeah. give a towing. Yeah. I can't find the towing in this article. They just expected if you wanted to tow, you towed, right? Yeah. But everybody There's no looked, numbers to match here. You yeah. just buy a vehicle and buy a camera. So I, I heard recently. It's just so odd. I heard recently that, you know, if you are, if you are like a licensed, um, you know, you, you drive for work, you drive for business, you're under that class of driver, whatever, that class C license or whatever whatever that is, that you have to really, really adhere to towing capacities. But if you're just an everyday Joe or Sally in the public, that yes, those that's what it's rated for, but there's no law that requires you to stay below that. Now, if something happens, insurance is not going to be your friend and, and, you know, you can be taken to court. That's not your friend. But there's no law that specifically says that me, that I can't be overburdened by yes. a trailer. Yes, that's correct. Which is uh, my understanding is cra- crazy. Yeah. I mean, it is a hazard to everyone else. It is a hazard. Yeah. It is a hazard, but you can. And, and that's a misconception in truck campers as well, that you can't put on more than your payload. You, you won't get arrested. Yeah. Um, for that, you might ruin your vehicle. You right. might be unsafe. Yeah, but you won't get arrested. It, if you kill somebody, you'll get sued. You know, there'll there'll be a court issue and there'll be insurance issue. Yeah, at, at that point. But in, unless that happens, nobody's going to cause you any problems except for in the forums when you tell well, them what you're doing inside the U.S. That's the case. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. it's very odd. But I mean, when I look at the new tow vehicles and. Really, about 75% of them are cars. It's crazy. Okay, so one last thing I wanted to do with this episode is there was a fun little... They have a section in here, and it's called the 
RV Action Line. And this is a RV space Action where line. In, in the magazine, I guess on the regular, they would have people contact them and they would complain about I don't know the <laughs> about the things people complain yeah, about yeah and then and then the the editors of Trailer Life would kind of try to track down a solution for their problem or give them direction or guidance well in this episode they said we're going to do a little bit different because we get complaints both ways okay and so there was a story in here that I thought Lindsay should read to us you know a little little finish it up with a little story time it's on page 13 I believe starting here okay I have not read this yet so this will be fun story time with Lindsay consumer help RV action line adding injury to insult a recent letter from a Washington couple who we will call Mr. and Mrs. Jones appeared to be yet one more instance of RV buyers being trapped in a pre-sale deposit scam. The Joneses explained they had visited a local dealer with the intention of buying a Class A motorhome. When they thought they had found the ideal unit, they signed a purchase agreement and gave the dealer a deposit of $108. That's an interesting number. Four days before they were scheduled to take delivery of the new rig, however, they decided they didn't want it after all, and they called the dealer and canceled the purchase agreement. At the time of cancellation, they also asked the sales manager to refund their deposit. He promised to check into the refund and get back with them with an answer. A few days later, they received a letter from the dealer informing him the refund was refused, but the money would be applied on any future purchase at the dealership. Not satisfied, they visited the dealership, requested the refund in person, and were again refused. That's when they contacted Action Line. Mm. As soon as we got the complaint, we were ready to go to bat for the Joneses. You know it. And we immediately asked the dealer for an explanation. <laughs> All right, here is the explanation from the dealer. Ooh, this sounds like it's going to be incriminating. This isn't a made-up story, right? This no, is like, no, this is a real deal. All right. Mr. and Miss Jones were in our office a few weeks ago, purchased a motorhome, and left us a $108 deposit. At that time, they told us to have the unit ready on a certain date as they would be here to pick it up. Accordingly, we had the pre-delivery prep done on the unit at a cost to us of $100. Four days before they were to come in, however, the Joneses called, told us they had changed their minds and didn't want the unit. The motorhome was ready as requested. The motorhome was off the market for approximately 10 days and at our flooring rates of 13.75% per day for 10 days days this unit costs us five dollars and 73 cents per day or fifty seven dollars and thirty cents plus one hundred dollars for the prep order totaling one hundred and fifty seven dollars and thirty cents the one hundred and eight dollars they gave us does not even cover our costs something oh, does it go on something which was not brought up in their letter to us is that mr jones backed <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, and here it Backed comes. his pickup and camper into three of our campers, incurring damages of approximately $1,500. This was covered by insurance, but it has been over 50 days, and we haven't as yet received a check from his insurance company. These units are off the market and costing us approximately $6 per day, which will not be reimbursed. I will not go into detail about the reputation of this company, but we think it is the best in this area. Area. I feel it was a very gracious of our company to apply the deposit to a future motorhome purchase in the v in the view uh, and still do. 
RV love RV dealer. It doesn't say love, but yeah, I felt like I was sincerely <laughs> RV dealer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. First of all, there what? were Karens back then too. <laughs> doesn't this sound like our Google reviews? It does. Yes. yes. This is crazy. Okay. So where, where they have all the power to not give all the information. That yes. this this happens in Google reviews and on Yelp and in the comment sections of anything we post all the time. And it's and it's like you have all this power as a consumer to not provide actually all the details. And well, we look and we look bad if we try to defend ourselves. This I, is well, well done. we need an RV action line. Right. right. I think this is <laughs> insane, though, that they're like the dealership actually like breaks down the flooring cost per day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I get the point here. But remember, that, things move slower back then. So they had the time to do it. <laughs> they're mad because they don't get their $108 back. Well, well $108 was a big, big sum of money back then. Yes. But yes. it's not fair to completely discount the trouble, the time, the cost, the damages. The That's not fair. But we do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Because people put in here, we take a $500 deposit. Mm-hmm. And very often, people will leave in special order something. Mm-hmm. and Special orders are hard. Yes. And, and three months later, their situation has changed. Mm-hmm. And they say, we don't want it. Well, we have a unit here that we didn't order. Right. We ordered it for them. It's a very unique, it's a weird yes. color. Sometimes it is really no weird. No graphics or you leave yeah. out the one thing everybody else asks for. So that's tricky. Yeah. That is tricky. Well, that's that's pretty but funny. But so, I will say it's rare that any of our customers back into three of our other units in the process of leaving our Well, well maybe, but we've had it happen in the past three I mean, months twice. Oh, okay. Twice. <laughs> but they didn't, one of them ran away. We yeah. didn't know who they were. Yeah. So, I ran away too. Yeah. <laughs> but I think your point to this was people complain all the time and you don't really know what the backstory is. Yeah. yeah. And and then the public court of modern in online forums, you just don't get a fair shake. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and you know what? It all comes out in the wash. You can still do really good business, even with the public court being out there. And being an RV dealership, I will also say there are RV dealerships out there that aren't fair. So it's 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 possible mm-hmm. but that is an interesting story and yeah. it's interesting that they would print all of that right rebuttal. and when Lindsay got to the part where but wait there's more but wait <laughs> yeah they backed yeah. into a whole that's bunch of you, stuff you you read ahead just enough to see what i was like yeah. here it comes <laughs> that's how i that's how i read i read like Whatever I'm saying is not what my eyes are seeing. I don't know. It's weird. Is that how normal people read? I think that's how you're supposed to read. It's hard. Some people can't do that. And they sound very choppy when they read. But great story. This was, was so fun. I was blown away by how they spent talking about alternative fuels. They started talking about the prices being high at the very beginning in the front. Yeah. Where is it? I, I bet I can't put my hand on it. But uh, one of the guys who does regular commentary was just saying, everything is getting so expensive. We need to find a better way to RV. There are very real sections of this that you could tweak ever so lightly. 
slightly and put it and, in and a magazine reprint today. Yeah. today almost word for word because the time seems so similar in yes. some respects. So is that the lesson in all of this that like we're forever just going to be complaining about how expensive things are? And, and ma- <laughs> maybe that's just our nature. Like, oh, things go up. It's too expensive. But apparently it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. So wouldn't it be pretty weird if things were cheaper now than they used to be? I mean, how does that even work? Right. But why? Like, yeah, only only if technology makes it that much. But there has to be a massive leap in some some technology like uh, supercomputers. You can get you can get super. You can get a basic smartphone for pretty cheap today not not a uh, you know a flagship model but a basic smartphone and it is more powerful than the computers on the apollo spacecraft you know yep. yep so there are areas but i mean there's some real themes here that are just they, they will be evergreen themes do you see camping world offers five dollar installation so in 1979 if you went to a camping world store you could buy any Part. I read this whole thing. You can buy anything. And Camping World will install it on your camper for $5. That's incredible. That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? I feel like even back then that was real cheap. And then, right. and then there's this one that says, my TV reception has really picked up Yeah, since I picked up my new Camper's Pride antenna. This, this advertisement is gold. He's got this collar sticking out of his sweater. Oh, the big he wing looks, collar. Yeah. He looks pissed. And he's just got one hand up here on, on this crank, crank up yeah. antenna. And his other hand, he's holding a pipe. And look what's on TV. <laughs> Shamu. Shamu's on TV. He needs a smoking jacket. I mean, That's all I got to say. This whole ad, he looks not even happy I about know. any of this. Well, I think that the, when he was young, because this is 97, so when he was young, you weren't allowed to smile for ah, pictures. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm pretty sure that was the 1800s. I don't know. I don't know. This was so fun. Yeah. I am so glad it is not 1979 anymore. That's all I got to say. Thank you very much. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Now, I, I like that, that social media back then was the comment section in magazines. Yeah. So, you know what, you know what wasn't media in was there? Slower. There was nothing in there telling you how to make the best casserole. Because everybody lived on casseroles back then. Uh, you opened true. cans, poured it into, and how you poured what That's in. Still and how I live my life I don't yeah. to this day. So no recipes in this one. You have three more of these, right, Clint? I do. And I might be able to get a hold of some more. This has been really fun. So it's fun for us. I hope it was fun for someone else. If you follow us on social media, that is Facebook, YouTube, or if you subscribe to the podcast, let us know um, in the comments if you enjoyed this episode. We have three more magazines and we would love to dissect the other three. Um, if you thought this was as fun as we did. Yeah, maybe it'll tell us how much this old 88 will yeah. tow. I mean, this is a very this is a great way to get to know ourselves today by comparing us to what we see from yesteryear. Right. We learn we learn both ways. Also, this is so cool. I get to smell it. Oh, here you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, into this the nose, was fun. out of the mouth. <laughs> this was fun and we are done with the 1979 magazine. High five. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.